Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-host Gramps. This week, our guest is Juicy Hemp Company. Juicy Hemp Co. How's everybody doing? Hi. Good. How are you? It it has been a rainy day here. Yeah. You're in Johnson City, correct? Yeah. It's just been foggy and rainy and icky all day. Muddy. Up here in North Texas, too. Don't mind me asking what part of uh what part of Johnson City are y'all at? What we're like we're at. I'm trying to think how to describe it because it's been forever since I've driven out to Johnson City, but I used to live out <laughs> in Fredericksburg and Harper. Yeah. So we're about thirty minutes away from Fredericksburg. Um, right past the main center of Johnson City. So it's between Dripping Springs and Fredericksburg, okay. I guess you could say. So, well, so I'm trying to think how, where, which highway y'all be on then if you're between Dripping Springs and, well, it's 290. For some reason, yeah. my mind, my mind's freaking out and thinking Austin, then immediately Johnson City, and I keep forgetting Dripping Springs is there in between us. <laughs> so how did y'all get into this? How did y'all get into the, the hemp space? How did y'all start y'all's, y'all's company, Juicy Hemp Co.? So we like to call this the back porch story. So when we were in college, we graduated during the pandemic in 2020. So I continued working as a server, which I was doing all throughout college. And then Evie was working for a company called Upspring Baby, uh, working remotely. So every night after work, I would go over to Evie's and we would smoke a joint and we would drink tea and just talk about everything and anything and we would just talk about what we thought our worlds would look like when we got older and just everything. So then we started to realize like our accessories were horrible. The things we were using, there are grinder, just everything we were using surrounding the, the cannabis experience was horrible. So we wanted to create something for women, which we feel like are um, kind of left out of the hemp conversation a lot of the time, young women specifically. Understandable. I can get that. Nobody's really, it's like nobody's targeting you. It's right, like, exactly. Because we would go, nobody's targeting you. Right. We would go to shops and we just felt so out of place. I mean, all of the smoke shops in our our college town, we just felt like, were not speaking to us. Um, I, I imagined like moms walking into spaces like that. And I was like, oh my God. Like I would just, there was like inappropriate Im- imagery. And I don't know, like we were just like, there's gotta be something fun and vibrant for people to reach for rather than just this demographic, which seemed to be like the stoner college boy. Yeah. Frat bro, the frat bro yes. nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, a lot of frat bro nonsense. They listen to Smash Mouth and Sammy Hagar, and they got their frosted tips. They're like, I'm going to go smoke a bowl, bruh. Literally. And it's Easy like, guys, Sammy, we love no. y'all. Easy like, we Sammy. want y'all to have the most fun. <laughs> we just wanted to be included, so we had to create it from the ground up. <laughs> So tell us how you went about doing that. So we started by using 
both of our savings accounts, basically, to buy our first batch of inventory. We called it the Essentials Collection, and it includes everything you need to roll your own joint. So you have a travel bag, a grinder, a pre-roll holder, rolling papers that have the filter in them. And we heavily relied on social media marketing because we didn't have a budget for anything else. And our age group, like we grew up on Instagram and we grew up learning new technology as it comes out. And we found a lot of success launching on TikTok. So that's kind of where we started out and posting, learning what we could post, what we couldn't post, how to use the algorithm to our advantage to find our ideal customer, which for us, we call our juicy queen, which is just a young woman who enjoys using cannabis, but she doesn't live in a college apartment necessarily anymore. The college decor and all of that stuff doesn't really fly. Um, We do a lot of content around creating a serving tray where you can display all of your accessories instead of hiding them away or putting them in a shoebox, similar to like a bar cart, like actually decorating something to look nice in your house. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you don't have to hide it from your parents when they come over. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm wondering is how y'all managed to to get the TikTok thing going with marketing, because I know you try typing in a hashtag hemp and it's like, nope, you're not doing that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You want me to go? Elaborate how you don't make that work. Yeah. 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 She's the tech wizard. (laughs) So when we started on TikTok, we just thought we could say whatever we wanted. We're like, hemp is legal. We can just say whatever we want. So we started out with um, some short clips and we got the first one I posted got taken down and we were so confused. We had never used TikTok before. Um, so then we realized we can't talk about that. We have to do like, have you ever seen those videos where it's like, tell me that you're this without telling me that you're this, like, that's kind of what we had to do. We had to show people and tell people without actually saying what we were doing. So we kind of looked more to the lifestyle and the story and who we are and, uh, just speaking to our demographic in general as a woman, rather than saying, hey, I, I smoke or I take this thing, you know? So um, we kind of built a brand that people wanted to, just a space they wanted to be in in general. Right. Um, and then the hemp is like the added experience to the group, if that makes sense. I totally get that. Because yeah. you mentioned like you, you put a post up and it gets taken down. I put one up where it said like they claim this is healthy for you and this is not. And the top is like a bunch of McDonald's food and the bottom was <laughs> cannabis flowers just or leaves. And they're like, you, you can't do that. You can't. You're promoting hard narcotic drug use and that's not healthy. And it's like, exactly. really? Yeah, it's it's really tough. And honestly, there were a few times, especially in the beginning, before we really understood how to 
navigate exactly what to do when a video gets taken down, it feels almost like a rejection. Like you kind of get yeah. emotional about it and you're like, I worked so hard on this video. Why, why would you like, you get so upset and we have been able to get appeal on some videos, but also our brand is really heavily based on that story of us on the back porch and us just being two girls that you want to talk to about these things. So we really started leaning into that, especially during periods where we were getting flagged a lot. Um, and it turned out to be quite successful for us. We have other mutuals, especially on TikTok, who lost 15,000, 17,000, 20,000 yeah. follower accounts because they just kept getting the their videos taken down and without altering their content in any way, or maybe taking a break from posting and referencing that stuff at all. Um, I know that we found a lot of success with our baked series, which is a partnership with Levo with their infusers. So we make our own CBD scrubs, our own CBD gummy worms, all of those things. And we found that we can record that entire video and use certain clips for Instagram because Instagram will let you do anything. And mm -hmm. certain clips of that longer video will go onto TikTok that don't have that. Yeah. I, I, I think of it almost it, like about, uh, feeling. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, to me, it reminds me of being around your friends, different parents, like, okay, these Instagram, these parents are cool. We can say whatever we want. We can cuss a little bit. TikTok is like the strict parents. So we got to, we kind of got to lay low, be wholesome. Um, we can still be ourselves, but we're just not going to talk about these certain things. And then Facebook is the same way. Facebook, I mean, you can say whatever crazy stuff you want on Facebook. They are actually allowing CBD ads. Now we're seeing a lot of CBD ads on Facebook, which we have previously been rejected from certain ads. Like we, we ran an ad for our baked series and we're not selling any, we don't even say anything about cannabis specifically, but they, uh, they didn't like that ad for some reason they it got rejected. So I, it really depends on the piece of content as well. Yeah. I'd say a lot of it depends on the mood, the mood for mm -hmm. whoever's going to re possibly review it when it gets flagged. Uh, I'll let Chris preach about that for a moment. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know exactly what it feels like to have stuff taken down or be refused for advertising, that whole ball of wax. I started uh, my Facebook page, Something Has to Change and Now, back in 2016. And uh, I, I spent a lot of money with Facebook advertising, had a lot of ads turned down and whatnot, but uh, I've been lucky up until recently that I've, I've never had a restriction on my account, never had any kind of ban or anything like that, never been put in Facebook jail, as they say, right? And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the taste of Texas hemp cup that just happened this past weekend in, in Austin there, uh, that page, Taste of Texas Hemp Cup page, made a post about their event and trying to be supportive as we are in the industry i shared that post to the texas cannabis collectives page and uh uh i'm thinking somebody reported it 
for some reason or another because somebody commented on it uh how in, how in the world because they were talking about concentrates and dabs a dab lounge at this event and they want to know well how in the world is that the concentrates legal in texas so i replied as the collective and said uh that's easy there are cbd isolates and concentrates and and cbd cbg cbn whatnot plus you have all the delta 8 delta 10 hhc etc and they go, oh thank you for the explanation and i mean it was like 30 seconds later i got a 24-hour ban completely i could not post comment like or anything on facebook or instagram uh and unbeknownst to me i also got a 30-day shadow ban so posts that i'm making now are going way down in the feed because mm -hmm. i shared somebody else's advertisement that by the way never got taken down and is still on their page to this day <laughs> it like jesse said it depends largely on the mood they're in and they didn't even you know usually there's that little button you can appeal there was no appeal for me none really that's it so You're we done. have actually appealed uh, a couple on tiktok that did come back sorry <laughs> i keep interrupting you oh i was just saying um we have actually appealed some tiktok videos and gotten them back and they were honestly kind of clear like you would use the leaf emoji and everybody on tiktok knows that that's cannabis right so they would take it down some of them we appealed would come back and then some of them they were like absolutely not and they were a lot less explicit than that one so yeah i mean it really just depends on the mood and the time yeah i lost my ad account on facebook a while back until i think they let me change i think they give it back to me recently when I, they let me change over to a professional page but i basically had done three separate ads where they flagged the ad and it was all stuff like the Cannabis Collective where it's like we had a coffee cup. It was nice like tumbler coffee cup that we were putting out. And I was like, I'll spend five, ten bucks on an ad. I mean, what we're, we're selling a cup. We're not selling weed. Yeah. And it finally got to a point where they flagged it and they said, you know, you're right. We'll let it run. And when the ad was done running, they banned my account. And when I appealed, it basically came down to was you keep causing flags in the system. And we're tired of having to go and undo your flags. So we're just banning your account. Wow. That's much, you're not, they're like, you're not yeah. spending thousands of dollars. So yeah. Bye-bye. I didn't know they could do that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing a lot of people don't understand with social media. You know, everybody wants to talk about free speech, free speech. Simple fact is whether you actually read it or not, we all click agree to their terms of service when you sign up mm -hmm. and i guarantee you there's plenty of stuff in that terms of service that says they can do whatever they want however they want including kick you completely off that's up to them you know i yeah, mean, I mean you're you think in about their it, house. after all you really are getting it for free you know so yeah well it is time for our sponsor break here at the lone star collective podcast I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Our guest is Juicy Hempco from out in Johnson City, Texas. We will be right back after these sponsor messages. Oak Cliff.
Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-host Gramps. Our guest this week is Juicy Hempco. I want to note we just had our sponsor break. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Lone Star Collective Podcast or the Texas Cannabis Collective, you can visit us at texascannico.com forward slash contact us. If you're interested in becoming a partner, a partner, a partner <laughs> in our advocacy work here in the state of Texas. Spartner. It's like a sparking partner. <laughs> there you go. That's what, that's one way that's what, that's what stoners it. need. They need sparking. That's partners. the visual always, I got. Always. Like Sparta. <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> that's literally Roman what I got. Dress guys at the Capitol try to kick down a door. <laughs> We're not gonna do that, people. All right. We're gonna be clear about that. That's not the strategy this session. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a January 6th type strategy, and I'm not for that. <laughs> Be on the record about it. <laughs> so how do you mind me asking, y'all are out in Johnson City, and so I, I grew up out in the area. How would y'all describe, like, the, how well, how's the city received this? Because I imagine it's insanely conservative, tends to be not very open to cannabis at all. So we are mainly e-commerce we're only in one physical store and that's in san marcos texas so we don't deal too much with like if you had a storefront in town and people are walking in all the time but it's shockingly a lot more receptive out here than it is in new Braunfels or san marcos which are very very accepting um for us, especially with our interactions with like the postal workers when we're dropping off packages at first, you know, they start kind of taking your packages and they're like, okay, this is a business. And then 
finally, one of them asked me about it and I explained everything to them and they were really into it. Um, in San Marcos and New Braunfels, we dealt with so many issues with meeting people and explaining things and having to explain that, no, this is not illegal. And no, like we're not stupid or bad people or whatever. Um, we actually are working on getting our manufacturing license so that we can create some products. And we worked with a storage unit in Canyon Lake to do that. And typically when I've called storage units or businesses or whatever to ask them for that letter to, to allow us to be a CBD business that uses that unit, they're always like, no, no, no. But this was like a really nice old Southern lady. And she was like, Oh, it's just like the stuff in the CBD shops. Yeah, sure. Like they don't really care. They're hanging out, you know. I would not be telling them what I'm storing at all, but like <laughs> I'm storing it here, and I put a lock on it. It's none of you guys' business. If I was in public, I'd put some plain glass windows up the sign. Shop here. <laughs> that's a that's almost like rob me big sign flashing rob me rob <laughs> me so what one thing i really do love because uh, you mentioned um the cons how conservative it is in this area i love the attitude of the conservative people towards cbd because they are very willing to learn um they are not as like no about it as you would think um and everyone that i've dealt with i actually had a conversation with these three old conservative men and they like you would think that you can't talk about it around them all that but they were asking me about ailments and all that stuff the next day, day they all went to the cbd shop together as a group and went off of my recommendations. So um, it has been really cool to see that because we're not used to that um, living in these areas. It's always like cannabis has always been demonized. So it's it's been nice to sure. see that. Well, part of what I was being told here earlier in the year was that these areas are seeing a thing where it's even not just the older groups, but like some of the people who are parents have kids in school their kids are getting busted at school for vape pens, even if it's CBD pens. Yeah. They're getting busted. They're having to go through this legal process. And now the parents are flipping out because they're like, I don't want this on my kid's record. I can't have this happening to my kid. I don't want their life ruined over this. Especially we find out it was a legal product. They're, they have an arrest. They have this school record. Yeah. We don't, we don't want this type of thing for our kids. So there's an attitude shift. Yeah, absolutely. And Tara and I both have a lot of friends that in college got in trouble and got caught with things and it sucks. And it's something that when they get caught with it and then they have to explain to their parents why they need 600 bucks or whatever, that's been a huge step in having those conversations with our parents who aren't at that age yet. Um, and I think that because they're a lot more relaxed about it, then it's it's not some big, scary, tense, emotional thing for older people or people in rural areas. It's more like, okay, everyone's calm. No one's yelling. Like, everything's probably okay. It's not so dark and spooky anymore, I feel like. Yeah. 
What's on your mind, Chris? I uh, just want to know, uh, you already answered one question, which I was going to ask, which is you're obviously you're all e-commerce because I was going to ask if you had any uh, brick and mortar places. So you're in one store locally in San Marcos, right? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. What are your plans in terms of, and how are you trying to get into more stores? So we have a lot of connections with smoke shops in Austin specifically. Um, Austin is a huge market for us. There's a lot of girls that follow us on social media from Austin. Um, We've done a couple pop-up markets there. So we literally just reach out to them and say, hey, these are our products. Um, let us know if you like them, want them in the store. And nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, we love this. Like bring this in because they don't have anything like that. They don't have nice. girly mat grinders or an, or the the little joint holder, the bag. They don't have anything like that. So, um, and I know when I go into stores, the girl working the front counter, she'll always be like, we have girls coming here all the time. And I always wish that we had girlier stuff for them. So um, this is definitely a gap that other, that people see in the shops as well. Sure. Yes. absolutely. And we really want to develop products that are for our market because a lot of times, because this is a relatively new market and people are still trying to break down that stigma with people of an age where this isn't something that's pretty normal for them. Um, Everything is kind of first taught as medicinal, which is great. And that is true. But for our age group, which is 21 to 32, they don't even really have a problem with the illegal stuff. So they're not going into this with an idea of like, I have arthritis or I have trouble sleeping at night or any of these things, our market wants to have fun with their cannabis and they have a lower price point. They can't afford the $150 CBD tincture. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we are really working on, we're working on developing products that will work for that woman. I mean, our age, our college graduates, maybe not college graduates who work from home, who might want to have a lower dose CBD tincture that they can take because they get anxious for their Zoom meetings. And maybe then they want gummies because they live in an apartment and they don't want the smoke or whatever. So we are really working to create products for our demographic, as well as develop quality content for them as well. We have our baked series. We do a lot of things on TikTok. We have a lot more things coming up on TikTok. We have a Facebook group where we get to interact with our customers. And um, we do a lot of that as well as small social media trainings for other small businesses, especially hemp businesses that, like we were talking about, get taken down and have to deal with all of this censorship, how to go about that, what decisions to make, how to look at your account holistically and see maybe my copy is the reason I'm like looking at your account from the perspective of the Facebook bot that's flagging things. So we do a lot of work with that as well. 
Yeah, you decide to start looking at like, is there imagery that's being flagged? Because like Facebook's notorious for it can pick up the cannabis flower or the cannabis leaf. Mm -hmm. So automatically it's like a yes. flag in their system. I imagine like yes. we talking about with TikTok, if you're tagging certain things, those are flags in the system. Yes. Same with YouTube. Hashtags YouTube, are big. Yeah, if you're hashtagging marijuana, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna flag it. And as yeah. um, it, I, I recommend for anybody, y'all, anybody else who watches the podcast to go watch. The, the last one we put out was Max Uhas. He does dope SEO, uh, digital cannabis marketing. And we, he preaches the thing I preach and that's that you got to have a website. You need to have your content there because, and get your people to subscribe to your website because your social media could be taken away at any point. So Gramps was talking about, we don't own those things. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they own those pages and they control what goes out and they'll decide for you if oh, your yeah. page is going to stay and you could lose your, like you said, losing 15,000 people overnight. That's, that's, that's a devastating blow. Whereas if you have a website, people are going to, and they're subscribed to that, you're not relying on the algorithm or somebody else to keep your market around. Yes. That's Absolutely. why our emphasis Absolutely. has been so around building the community rather than just showing, showing, showing what we have, because when you have people that you've genuinely touched through communication, they will come back no matter what. Like you're friends with them now. They're friends with us. They see our face. They know our website. They know our name. So if we lose our 17,000 TikTok followers, well, who cares? We still have our brand. We have our business. And that's what we had to go through that conversation because we would spiral and get scared but at the end of the day like you still have your business and you still have your following they'll find you again if they need to yeah well it's time for our next sponsor break here at the lone star collective podcast i'm your host jesse williams i'm joined by co-host gramps this week our guest juicy hemp co Joining us this week for our podcast, the Lone Star Collective Podcast. We'll be right back after these sponsor messages. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. 
Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Our guest, Juicy Hempco from out in Johnson City. What a wonderful show we're having. <laughs> Talking about the various products y'all offer, how it's doing just e-commerce and the struggles that you face with that. But there's a perspective you've given that I really hadn't heard before. It's talking about like packaging. Yeah. And people starting to catch on, like seeing the packaging, storage, things of that nature. Yeah, it definitely, we put a lot of thought into our packaging, especially with e-commerce. That's kind of your first physical impression on your customer because they're not going to see you in a store and go, oh, wait, that's cool. And they see us on social media, but especially on TikTok, we can't show that much stuff. We have a silicone bag that's our travel bag. Um, We used to be able to show it a lot and it's kind of like our TikTok viral seller, but we can't even show that anymore without getting taken down. So our packaging to us is really where we spend a lot of time thinking from the perspective of our customer. We use recycled National Geographic magazines as stuffing paper. We have um, very specific mailers that we write. Sometimes we I handwrite thank you cards in them. And we do a lot to make sure that when you get a Juicy Hemp Co. box, we have special tape that goes on the outside. We have a stamp on the box. We want you to know where it's from because that's kind of all we have right now. Yeah. Well, branding as best you can, which is understandable. You, you, you got to leave the lasting mark and a lasting impression. And you're being yeah, creative with it. That's what's that, good. Good. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't think packing tape, you know, they, they mm-hmm. wouldn't even think about that aspect. So I, I commend <laughs> you for that one. <laughs> that was all Tara. I cannot, I doubted the tape. I, I did not get it. She was like, we have to spend $65 on this roll of tape. I'm serious. We have to do it. And I was like, okay. Well, bravo. <laughs> she was right. Well, if you, she was if right. you think about the way that women shop, for us, it's all visual. When you get a package of with clothing or shoes or just everything on social media, Pinterest, it's all very, very visual. So if you have all of these amazing visuals and imageries online and then you get your package and it's like a stomped on USPS bag, you know, it just, it's not a part of the, we call it the juicy experience. So it's the juicy experience online all the way to when you're opening the packages and you're opening those magazine pages and you're like, what is this? And it, it's like vintage natu- National Geographic magazine. So it's everything with our business. We're making mon- the mundane an experience. Um, and we're doing that with cannabis. So that that's the word that we drive a lot with Juicy Hemp Co. I like that um, you get the package, you get your stuff out. And you got some educational material. <laughs> I knew you were exactly. going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice educational. I li- that's literally where, where I learned something. Was at. Exactly. <laughs> Do y'all have any plans? What what's y'all's plans for the future for this? As well as, um, I would ask, what store are y'all in in San Marcos? It's called So um, we're Lazy in Lazy Days. Days. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do that a lot. We're like a That's super okay. It's like a coffee shop. <laughs> I'm familiar with Lazy Days. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have our products in there. Actually, when we went in to pitch our products, the shop girls were college students who freaked out over our stuff and they loved it so much. They bought our samples off of us at the store. Hmm. And then from there, they were the ones that really pushed their manager to put us in their store because that really is our market is these young women who are in college coming right out of college who don't have anywhere in this industry where they can look and feel like, oh, they're talking to me. So we definitely want to develop more of a wholesale audience. And we really want to try out some live events. We're planning one right now in LA with one of our mutuals on TikTok to have an experience, like how Tara said, we love that word, um, where people who are normal people who might follow us on TikTok or on Instagram can come to, you know, in California, they have these consumption lounges, but it's themed for our age group with activities for our age group with bath bomb demonstrations that are very much like playing into what it felt like to go to the mall when we were in high school and events like that where a lot of new companies, especially companies that market towards our age group, use a lot of influencers and influencers are great to an extent. Um, but I do think that it's something that's kind of dying down. And there was this event, this influencer event where they would invite very affluent influencers. One brand would invite them to a fancy dinner and they're all recording and taking videos. And the idea is give them the experience and that will in turn give their followers the idea to buy from you. And we have made a very strong point to, instead of going the influencer route, work with connecting with our audience and having these events where we're not inviting influencers to come. This is an event for you to come and do a face mask with us and we'll teach you how to roll a joint and you can just hang out with your friends. So that's definitely a big thing that we're focusing on for next year. Cool. Nice. I'd say it's fun educational. (laughs) Hey, we get it. You're inexperienced. You don't have to be left in the left in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we find that so many women our age, especially through the college experience, sort of handed off the task of getting your cannabis, rolling it, how are you smoking it, storing it, all of those things to their boyfriends or their brothers or their male roommates or their male friends because they didn't want to deal with it. Or maybe they had to go to some sketchy guy's house and he was really freaky and made them feel weird. So they're not going to go back over there. Their boyfriend has to go or whatever. You're going to and... have to come through the window because the door's kind of messed up. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you for your number. This weird, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's awkward. And then so we find that these women who maybe they use cannabis every day. Maybe they've used it every day for the past five years and they can't roll a joint or roll anything because it was always something that they deferred to someone else. And when they're not with someone else, they use a bowl. And so we take a lot of time to teach them, Hey, this is how you roll a joint. And here are the things to look for that can manipulate how that joint turns out. And 
that's something we do to encourage conscious consumption and show people like if you take 10 minutes and sit down and roll a joint slowly and kind of prepare yourself for the ritual of it, you can have a much more fulfilling experience than if you were to just pack a big bowl and like sit there and fry your brains out, you know? Yeah. Nobody's looking to get lost in the couch off to Neverland watching SpongeBob. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Good time. We got one day a week we can do that. We can't do it every day. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to work. I can't. I'm a grown that. up. We're grown up what, now. This is responsible use that we keep talking about. It was like, do, do, do responsible. This is responsible use. Exactly. exactly. And it can still be fun. It doesn't have to be this like regiment. Like it can still be fun, co conscious consumption, not restrictive. Well, plug where everybody can, can find y'all and get your products, your, your socials, all of that. Plug that for us. Yeah, Tara, plug that for us. Okay, so we are on Instagram at Juicy Hemp Co. Uh, we also have a podcast account called High Tea The Sesh. Um, we have a podcast called High Tea The Sesh. Uh, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are on TikTok as Juicy H Co., because hemp, we didn't want it to say hemp. So Juicy H Co. on TikTok um, and High Tea The Sesh is on TikTok as well. And we are also on YouTube at Juicy Hemp Co. And you can find our baked videos on YouTube. There's a how to roll a joint video. Um, and then our website, www.juicyhemp.co. And you can find all of our smoke accessories, our vintage smoke accessories, like ashtrays, stash jars, rolling trays. Um, and we're coming out with a lot of awesome new products this year. So if you subscribe to our email list on our website, you can get the first access to those products. We'll throw that back up there real quick. This is Juicy Hemp Co. Juicyhemp.com. Co. Co. Want to find more information about them? I imagine y'all have got links to all the 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 stuff there. I know on your your Instagram y'all have a link tree, so there's a nice little set of links there. So yeah. If anybody ever gets lost, just go look for their link tree on Instagram, Juicy Hemp Co. And you'll be able to find all the other socials, their website, things of that nature. Is there any other things y'all wanted to discuss? Anything y'all wanted to put out was on your mind? You wanted to to get out and let the public know. No, I would just say be on, the lookout, be on the lookout for some consumables because that's what we that's really yes. the heart of what we really want to bring to people. There's a lot of consumables out there, but even with us being in the hemp industry and trying all these different products, we find ourselves getting overwhelmed even by just the sheer amount of products. So we're really boiling it down, making it really simple. So if you love simplicity, um, then be on the lookout this year because we use these products daily. We put a lot, we put our heart and soul into them to make sure that they really are for our demographic and for the juicy queen. Wow, that the buttons did not want to work with my favorite. <laughs> I right hear there. it a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm trying to switch everything over, and it's Dreamyard's like, no, brother. <laughs> well, we thank y'all for coming on, Juicy Hemp Company, Juicy Hemp Co., JuicyHemp.co. <laughs> we'll say it again there for everybody. Appreciate y'all taking the time to come on the podcast and talk with us. But that is going to wrap it up for this week. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Our guest is Juicy Hemp Co. We hope everybody has a great week. And if you're interested in sponsorship, including y'all, <laughs> visit us, texacanico.com forward slash contact dash us. And if you got just questions, you can write into us. Anybody, anybody, any of our guests that they've got questions, you can always write into us. We hope everybody has a safe week here at the Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Adios. Peace. Bye. Thank you all so much. It was awesome talking to you. Bye. Thank you.